Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe. Felicitations to you. Who? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Felicity. What does uh, felicity mean? Like welcome or something? Felicitations. Greetings. Greetings. Okay. It's like a good thing. Well, it's not a bad thing. I don't know. It's not one of the way F- you look at it. It's not one of those F words. It's, no, it's, it's not. another one. It's a good F word, not okay. a bad F word. All right. Well, felicitation. It doesn't start out with PH like Phillies, does it? Well, unless you listen to Flash Phelps on uh, 60s on 6 on <laughs> uh, Satellite Survey, he starts everything with a PH. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is across from me. Good local conservative, natural-born listener. He likes to hear what I'm people... I'm sorry, I'm a regional conservative, not uh, okay. a local conservative. He likes to hear what people have to say before he dismisses outright most of their opinions. So, But that's kind of him. Uh, you know, there's probably some conservatives and Democrats and others out there that just dismiss outright without listening. So Joe ain't one of them. So we appreciate uh, that. become one of them. Okay. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Well, you are some days. <laughs> uh, thank you. Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. And see, one of our listeners sends me a text. says, Mark, you're a natural-born listener, too, because you know so little. You have to listen to everything. <laughs> okay. I think that's probably true. All right. 702. And that's my friend. Sending me the note. All right. 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, Stan cannot be sending us a text right now because he's using his phone for something else. Hello, sir. You're on the mark. Actually, I'm not using that phone, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> you could do both. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can do both. Pick right up now. on my call, Mark. Send us the text. <laughs> uh, I know you guys don't like Tucker Carlson on Fox, but. You know, you should really watch him every now and then. Last night he asked a good question. Why has the Biden administration put race above all else when giving out life-saving COVID treatments? What? Yes. Okay, they're prioritizing minorities above white folk. Quite frankly, I didn't think medicine was supposed to be doled out that way. I thought it was supposed to be doled out equally across the population when needed. Well, what is Tucker's source for this? Just well, out yeah, of curiosity. How, how is this the being government. Applied? Joe Biden. Right. But okay, it, he has clips of him saying that they want to prioritize the blacks, the Hispanics, the, the Asians, blah, 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 for treatments and, and for lives, you know, and for money to, to give out to business during COVID. It's just, you know, they're prioritizing everyone above white now i don't know i would consider that racist but i am a white guy so i'm not allowed to do that so 
I'm, I'm just curious because in t- there is a video of floating around out there on the internet. Now I, I know what everybody says. You can't believe what you see on the internet. <laughs> well, but it's video. in a Texas health services tent where they were giving ana- what is it monoclonal antibody treatments to people that had COVID. And this guy goes in there. He's filming the whole thing. Woman's taking the information, and she tells him he's not eligible. You know why he's not eligible? Because he's a white guy. It doesn't fit one of the criterias. Is exactly what she said. <laughs> he asked her. So I'm not getting this because I'm not black or Hispanic. You don't fit one of the criteria, she said. Okay. So I, I have a problem with this. Yeah, In New York been. City, they're doing the same thing. They're prioritizing minorities. Doesn't matter how bad, how serious condition the guy, the white, 65-year-old white guy might be. The minorities are getting priority over. It seems strange you know, to go into a tent to get a monoclonal antibody. That's an IV drug that is administered to individuals who are... Uh, PDS, as they call them in the hospital, pretty darn well, sick. I looked this up right. while we were no, talking. No, just no, no. Un- See, they, they do, because uh, the, the medicine shop up in Bloomsburg, they administer. You don't have to go in the hospital for it. You can get a shot or whatever. I, I was looking yeah, this the- up while we were talking, and apparently the, and this is one source the online, the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine has recommended prioritization of racial minorities who are worse off socioeconomically and epidemiologically the World Health Organization similarly cautioned that colorblind allocation frameworks could perpetuate or exacerbate existing injustices. Both NASM and WHO urge policymakers to allocate vaccines and medicines in ways that reduce unjust health disparities. The ethics and legality of race-based policies in the United States have been fraught with controversy. The viewpoint considers how COVID-19 medications uh, allocations could be implemented ethically and legally. Well, this is affirmative action for medicine, and was was <laughs> affirmative action not the most controversial it U.S. Was. initiative? I mean, designed to help underserved. Well, in other words, here's a here's a white person who could be saved by giving them this medication, and here's a person of color who maybe would be their health would be improved, but we're going to give it to them instead of the person who might die. We it know seems sti- like we should be doing it based on sickness. We know statistically that there are individuals who are in the black and Hispanic communities that had COVID nineteen in greater numbers, but that was thought, anyway, to be more sociological, that they're more social, they live in larger households, same blacks and Hispanics, the same thing. So, and these were in urban areas. You you saw this in Pennsylvania when Luzerne County, you know, was turning in about 3,000 cases a day, not countywide. But put that aside. In Hazleton or in Wilkesbury, where there are high Hispanic populations, they had disproportionately high numbers. Put that aside for a minute. Why aren't there enough medicines to go around. It's not like we just found this out. You know, well, why aren't they producing mass quantities? You of have to think we've bungled this. I mean, honestly. Yeah. We or the Biden administration? Well, ev- well, Biden, Joe Biden, Mr. Biden, the FDA, the C- CDC. I the, mean, let's face it, the blood, the blood was on Trump's hands when the liberals were upset.
upset about the way he handled the well, virus. That's long gone. This is this is all Biden. If, if you want to blame it on the president, go right ahead. I mean, he had all summer when we had low cases to produce a glonkzillion tests, to produce a glonkzillion doses of monoclonal antibodies to, to you know, anybody. You know, even Joe and I talked about, and we everything we know about uh, this we've just learned from good people telling us, is that the idea of variants being more contagious or more dangerous was existent. And we talked about that over the summer, you know, and so that you could have a, a big surge, even though we had relatively low numbers over the summer. Yeah, though, you could place this on the CDC and the Biden administration and the FDA because they knew that surges were likely and possible. I mean, just even just getting a fraction of one from last, like we had last winter, uh, would be crippling. And of course, here we are. Not enough medicine, not enough tests, not enough. Uh, well, and we have we're enough allocating N95. it, not based on need, but on race, which I agree yeah, with. Stan that's, is that's not where right. I have the problem. Big problem. Big, big, big problem. You know, you know, the the, the left constantly calls the right racist, and here we go. We're using medicine for social justice now. Sorry, that's that's almost downright evil. Yeah, when they were okay. talking about Republican death squads, it now appears there are liberal death squads. It's funny how yeah. you think this yeah. is social justice that's evil, but when there were all this social injustice, oh, you turn the other way. It doesn't that was bother evil, us. too. Oh, was it? That okay. was evil. Mark, it's evil, okay? It's evil. To treat someone of a different race badly because you because they're a different race is just plain <laughs> down evil. Plain and simple. That's what I'm, you know. I got you. But you no didn't other, call the talk show about it about until that. now. But you didn't call the talk show about it until finally whites are excluded from the issue, and then oh my God, uh, there's social uh, injustice. That happened, no, you know. What what evil are we talking about? The 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 supposed uh, uh, cops killing all the black people, you know, unarmed black men that happened. Yeah, I called and said that's bad if it's happening, and you know, and, and anybody that treats anybody else badly. Unless they're a bad person, okay? There's white bad, there's bad white people, there's bad black people, there's bad Hispanic people, okay? Bad people are bad people. And they should not be treated. Yeah, you but decide how a, you want to treat them when they, when they treat you badly. If there's that's, a that, finite... You know, that's up to every individual. But when they commit crimes and murder, nah, there's only one solution for that. If but there, that's, that's a whole other thing. If there but is the a finite thing, amount, hang on a second, if there is a finite amount of medicine available... There is absolutely no way it should be allocated other than by those who are who are sickest and who would benefit from it the most. It should be a medical decision, not a racial decision, not a an equity decision, but a medical decision from Just the doctors. Just pure triage. Right. In other words, suppose we said uh, there's a terrible bus accident. Forty-five people are really severely injured. Six of them are black, and uh, the rest are white. But the ones who are black, just they were they were not hurt as badly as the white. So we treat them first. No, we triage it. We have somebody there making a decision about medical necessity, and that should be the only criteria that it's based on. Absolutely. Now we have been being lied to since the beginning, evidently by the CDC. Last night, there's clips, and, and uh, what, what, Michelle Walensky? Michelle Walensky, yep. Okay, all right, that's her name. She's been on TV with different interviews, and, and they're basically saying that 75% of the deaths from COVID were in people that had four or more comorbidities. So they were in bad shape to start with, and then COVID hit, and it, and it finished them off, okay? And then there's a lot of people going in 
with COVID, but not because of COVID. Those numbers are finally coming out, too. So we've been fed a bill of goods for over two years. All right. And the sick who are sick are sick, but uh, anything, any statistics the drawn for that. The sick who are sick are sick? Well, if, you, if there's somebody in the hospital well, sick with COVID-19, they're, they're sick. But if uh, somebody's compiling statistics about it, whether it's Harrisburg or Washington, feel free to take all that with a grain of salt. Stan, we got to go. We'll give you another 10 seconds real quick here to wrap up. Go right ahead. Well, you know, when they lie about the numbers, what can you believe them for in anything else? <laughs> That's all I'm going right. to say. If, you hear, if you somebody know, in Washington... If they lie to us about that, what else are they lying about? Right. If somebody, Have a nice day. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Dan. If somebody in Washington or Harrisburg is talking, they're they're lying. <laughs> Just, that's, if their lips are moving, There you go. Lying. That's it. That's the Dave Ramsey one, <laughs> talking about the people who sell those uh, timeshares. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Stand by. Eric, you're next up. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. If you wish to text us a message, 70236, and include the keyword OTM. If you wish to email us, strangely enough, no emails today pending. If you sent us an email weeks ago or days ago or hours ago, we're not talking about it, send it again to onthemark at WKOK.com. And you can do as Eric has done, and that's called 1-800-795-9565. Good morning, sir. Good morning, gentlemen. Stan, Stan, Stan. Another day, another conspiracy theory. Um, did anyone think that perhaps the reason that there is a shortage of treatment for uh, COVID is the fact that this administration and the CDC have put all their efforts into getting the vaccine available under the assumption that people would actually get the vaccine? I think we all know that the chance of needing a, a medicine like it's conchloroquine or whatever is based upon the fact that you got uh, COVID and you have a pretty bad case of it. And we know that if you get the vaccine, your chance of getting COVID are much reduced. And if you do pick it up, the chance of you needing that kind of uh, medicine are quite a bit lower. So what did our administration do? We, they put our efforts into getting as much vaccine out there as possible. Do you guys have any um, reports that anyone who wanted to get the vaccine in the last, let's say, since, since September, including the uh, the additional shots, has anyone had any trouble getting the vaccine who wanted it? Actually, Mark and I were talking off mic, and I said to him, and Mark will verify this, that I think we're at the point now that anybody who wanted to get a vaccine could get it. 
Oh, that was off the record. You shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. But on the other hand... They nailed the vaccines. Knowing that there are breakthrough infections, and there were breakthrough infections on the regular virus, the the Delta virus, and now Omicron, I would have certainly put some of my effort into the uh, other treatments. Right, like the fact that uh, it took this show to do the official vetting, testing, and then marketing of ivermectin. <laughs> I mean, they're relying, they relying on us for that, but now it's yeah, accepted. Please, I mean, I say your main looks your strikingly beautiful. To get, get, get the medication you need, right? <laughs> you missed Joe's uh, joke. I said Mark's mane is strikingly beautiful. And I'm worm-free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, but every, and everyone also complaining that, you know, we're, we're running up all these tremendous deficits and so forth. So now the president and the CDC has, has prioritized the situation, saying, hey, let's put our money into getting the vaccine, which we know will reduce things. But we can't get people to take the vaccine. Now, Stan, I believe, is anti-vaxxer, from what I understand. And now he's <laughs> complaining or on someone else's behalf that, mm. oh, we didn't get the vaccine, and now we can't get a treatment. Well, i got news for people. With the way these things are arising, it's going to happen more and more. And there's going to be people who are going to wind up going to Geisinger or Evangelical, and, the, and they're going to have, have COVID. And they're going to be the point where they're going to have to, to do a triage and say, oh, have you had the vaccine or not? And if you've had the vaccine, great. We will try to treat you because we know there's a good chance of you recovering. But if you have not, have not had the vaccine, then you're going to put it in another place and perhaps not get the same treatment. Those days, I feel, are coming unless people start getting the vaccine. The truth of the matter is there is a finite amount of health care available. There's a finite amount of resources available to put in to fight this thing. If you choose not to get the vaccine, then you do so at your own peril. Right. Well, so you're not complaining about it. What, that, that once once you, know, you, you say, I have not got the vaccine, but oh my gosh, they won't treat me. All right, but here in Pennsylvania, you, you know, your statement is incorrect. People are getting vaccinated. 79.2% of Pennsylvanians have at least one dose of vaccine. And what's the, what's the rate in Snyder County? Well, I don't know. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried well, about but the it's, state. It's, You're saying people aren't well, getting it. Well, this is it. the local show. I'd be damn well sure I'd somebody be worried about it. I am. No, it's like people, 30. You know why? You're because saying... my parents who have been vaccinated, and my, and my mom has a foot condition, we almost had to take her to the emergency room. We, we were really sweating it out because we didn't want to take her up into that kind Eric, of environment Eric. and sit around for probably 12 hours. Yo, Eric, your statement was people aren't getting vaccinated. Well, there are people far beyond Snyder County, and 79.2% of Pennsylvanians have had at least one shot. In Rhode Island, are we doing as well as Rhode Island? No. Rhode Island has 90.3% of their people has at least one shot. But we're doing better than South Carolina. We're only 64.7% do. Vaccine So data. people are getting it. You know, you'd have to do a survey to find out why those who haven't gotten it have chosen not to. Montour County leads the state with a 77.6% vaccination rate. Northumberland County, 57.3% fully vaccinated. Union County, 49.1% fully vaccinated. And Snyder County, 42.8% fully vaccinated as of yesterday. So, uh, well, I, you know, I, I, I would defend people in Snyder County. I think if you live in a rural area, you don't uh, interact with a ton of people. I think you have the opportunity to stay unvaccinated if you so wish. And Eric, your initial premise was that uh, the Biden administration spent all their time and money making sure a vaccination was happening. But this is the time when you have to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. You have to be able to make sure your vaccinations are out there. Your pharmaceutical companies are producing monoclonal antibodies and ivermectin and hydrochloroquine and any other the new Merck drug. Make sure that they have 
have a green light to get that going. Oh, if, don't forget Clorox. Safe. Well, yeah, President <laughs> Trump's Clorox injection. So, right, you got to make sure that uh, Procter and Gamble's ready to participate in this. But uh, I, I, I think it was a missed opportunity on the part of the Biden administration that they didn't do all of this at the same time. They have almost unlimited money to do it. You know, we're just borrowing all the money that we need to make this happen. So, yeah, I, th- I think this is a missed opportunity. Eric, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Well, thank you for turning my mic back on because <laughs> I appreciate being able to at least speak. Yeah, but but you guys are the same ones screaming about the uh, about the uh, tremendous yeah. deficit. Just. So if if we're prioritizing, and and wouldn't a rational administration think, okay, we have all these vaccinations out there, where people are going to take them? And as a result of that, because we know it takes months to ramp up these these uh, great uh, abilities to make millions and millions of doses of these medications, and why make them if we're not going to need them if the people get vaccinated? But the, I, I'm tired of people who refuse to get the vaccine, start screaming that they can't get treated because for a disease which is pre- largely preventable, or if you get it, you will not need the same medications. You can't have it both ways. You cannot have it both ways. You can't scream, "Hey, I can't get the me- I can't get." made well at the same time you're not taking the medication ahead of time to eventually be getting sick well as i you and i've had gone round and round about this quite a few times everybody has to decide for themselves what level of protection they're comfortable with uh, short of us ordering them, if they do get sick they can't scream about the fact that they can't have medication to make them well if they haven't taken that first step themselves okay they've given up that right so you believe that let's say an alcoholic who uh, winds up with cirrhosis of the liver shouldn't receive medical treatment or the smoker who there gets you go lung again, cancer Joe, going way off base on no. Oh, yes, no <laughs> it's exactly there is no inoculation against alcoholism no but there is uh, you know if i smoke i know darn well the odds are i might get lung cancer but some people still smoke so we should we deny at, them at health? This, but at this point, at this point during a pandemic, if if you choose not to get the shot, okay, You're and then you own. get sick, don't <laughs> go screaming that you can't get treated because there's not enough medicine. They sound like my parents. Don't come crawling to me when you <laughs> fall like, off don't the. Don't come crying to me when you, you, when you fall out. Yeah, when you fall out of the tree. All so right. anyone who at all contributes to their own illness, we don't treat them. <laughs> If they there brought you it go on again. Said, there David, you why, go. Again. Why, why un, un, stand, un, That's what you're stand. saying. That's what you're saying. Right. That's what you're saying. It's the philosophy. You know, how can you do one no, and not no, do that's the what other? You're saying again. You can't put words in my mouth, Eric. I'm, I'll say it again succinctly because we're running out of time. How can you do if one you without choose, the other? If you choose, if you choose not to get vaccinated <laughs> against the COVID nineteen, or to stay up to date with your shots. And you get sick to the point where you, you need rabies. to be hospitalized or have a specialized medication. Then, then you, you, you're taking your own risk. But then don't come screaming that, hey, you know, I, I, I'm sick now. Please help me. All right, well, that's we got the, you, Eric. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank right. you I realize thank you, thank you, you're limiting this strictly to the pandemic, but, I mean, the principle is the same. If you contribute at all to the illness you have, you don't get treated. What kind of a country is that? <laughs> I'm sorry, you fell off the roof while doing your own roofing job. We're not going to treat your right. broken leg. Should they be scolded? Sure. Are they dumb if they don't tra- take care of their health? Well, I don't sure, think, but uh, yeah, hospitals don't have a questionnaire before you get in there. Excuse me, did you bring this on yourself? <laughs> did, before your accident, were you driving too fast? Well, we decided that Donald Trump was 30% responsible for January 6th, that we're going to set up committees now to decide <laughs> what responsibility you bear for the illness you have. <laughs> All right. Let's see. When was the last time? I was last time I was 
was in the emergency room. I had a senseless fishing injury from a fishing hook that got caught. I would still be oh. waiting in line. I was 100% caught. No, we're not going to treat you. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Uh, we want to tell you that we're going to enjoy the rest of this conversation during the 9 a.m. hour, and we're going to read the texts that we received, and we'll read some emails if we get them at onthemarket.com, and we'll open up the phones back up, uh, 1-800-795-9565, as they're open now, if you have a quickie comment. But we want to tell you that uh, both halves of the show are sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Sunbury Motor Company, it's a place where I have been many times, not because I added vehicles that broke down in the past, although that was true till I got my first vehicle at the Sunbury Motor Company, but because they make it so attractive for you to go there. The car wash, if you go to the quick lane to get your oil changed, they wash your car. Go there for the inspection, they wash their car. So I would go in one time per week for one service. One week it's an inspection, the next week's pump me up with nitrogen. The next time I'd go in for an oil change. The next time I'd change the air filter. Another time the air freshener in the vehicle needed changed, and so I got a car wash out of that. But uh, that's why you can go to the quick lane because it's a full service place. You can get all of those things done. I got some body work done there. How do I look, Joe? <laughs> Looking pretty snazzy. Your yeah. mane looks nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, from the ivermectin. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is an opportunity for folks to take full advantage of a full service place. Yes, they have new vehicles, Ford, Hyundai, and Kia, and they got a wide range of pre-owned vehicles that are in perfect condition. One of my trucks was on the lot uh, for, for a very reasonable price, I thought, since it had very low mileage, and uh, some of the vehicles I've gotten to drive around in. Now, granted, they never take the plastic off the seats for me, but it is an opportunity for you to ride in vehicles that are oh so comfortable, and uh, they're just perfect for you. At the Sunbury Motor Company, start your search at sunburymotors.com. Joe, right-hand side. Yes, uh, one of our texters says, Biden can't walk, let alone walk and chew gum at the same time. Oh, he can walk. Eric, Biden failed and has has hundreds of thousands of dead on his hands. Okay, another texter says, Why has the government suppressed known effective therapeutics? That is evil also. And then Eric generated quite a few comments here. Eric, you are evil, not treating people that disagree with you. There's a a denial place for you, and it's hot. Okay. (laughs) Eric, why are you okay with race-based medical treatment? The vax is a failure. If it wasn't, people wouldn't get get COVID. And then, hey, Eric, stand here. No conspiracy. It's fact. They are basing treatment on race, not talking vax. Not taking vax. No, talking vax couple of textures there. Appreciate the input. 1-800-795-9565. That's our phone number. Write her down. You're going to need it. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time. It is 9 a.m. CBS News. Then we'll check some local headlines on WKOK. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe is here. Rob is there. Rob Center, a fabulous producer, answering the phones, making sure that uh, we're on the radio when we need to be, and uh, monitoring, <laughs> hitting that uh, button when necessary. We always appreciate his help and hard work. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Do as I've done. Go down in the lot without asking anybody. Take a vehicle for a few-day drive and bring it back. No, do not do that. But uh, they've had me in a Call that Grand Theft Auto, don't Oh, okay. (laughs) I've been in an Expedition, an Explorer, a Ranger, and an F-250 lately, so we'll see what they got in store these week. And they're all fabulous vehicles. Just crazy. The Explorers. Just, I mean, it's ridiculous. All right, anyway. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Pennsylvania's rapid COVID surge is not resulting in more hospitalizations around here. Evangelical Community Hospital treating 12 fewer patients who have COVID-19. They're down to 45 COVID-19 patients. That's still a lot, but fewer than before and far less than their peak of 60-some during the peak earlier this year, early last year. Geisinger Danville treating five fewer COVID-19 patients. They're down to 123 with uh, 39 in the ICU and 31 on ventilators, 85% of whom are unvaccinated. Geisinger Shemokin has one fewer COVID-19 patients. We've been talking about that, that forensic audit that the state Senate Republicans are paying for with taxpayer dollars. And uh, yesterday, Commonwealth Court made a ruling that gave it a partial green light. The Commonwealth Court declined to block the subpoena that state election officials in what Republicans state lawmakers call a forensic investigation of the 2020 presidential election from going forward. Uh, Democratic Attorney General Josh Shapiro challenged uh, the uh, subpoena that was issued to counties that would have had them give up uh, voters' names, uh, partial social security numbers, birth dates, and driver's license numbers. The Commonwealth Court did not rule on the privacy portion of it, but said that some of the subpoena could go forward. Uh, The Uh, Court did say, though, they sincerely questioned whether Envoy Sage, the company that's involved in this, and this is fancy court language, but they said, on the information about election systems, the court wrote that there is a substantial factual question surrounding the federal protection requirements and the capability of the Senate Committee's contracted vendor, Envoy Sage LLC, to protect the information that they are given. In other words, they have no confidence that they'll be able to keep your Social Security number private your birth date, your driver's license number, or your name for that matter. But undeterred, State Senator Chris Dush of Jefferson County uh, maintained that there was no election. It was a scam in 2020 and that the forensic audit should go on. So to be continued. Meantime, election reform in Pennsylvania. Election poll watchers would no longer be limited to workers from that county in which they reside under a bill approved by the state house government committee yesterday. The bill would allow people to work as poll watchers in any county. Representative Russ Diamond voted for the bill, saying he's concerned elections are being run differently in every county. If we allow for watchers from anywhere in Pennsylvania, that will help cement that elections are being conducted 
uniformly across the state. But the committee's Democratic Chair Representative Scott Conklin says allowing poll watchers to work in any county would create opportunities for bad things to happen. It could be violent, it could be other things, where individuals who don't know the community may be inadvertently causing animosity between the voters. The bill passed the committee on a 15 to 10 vote and now goes to the full House. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Some good news for you, Joe. George Bocchetto, a prominent Philadelphia lawyer and Republican. He probably doesn't want people to call him a Philadelphia lawyer. But anyway, yeah, he's a Republican who's fought various high-profile cases against the city in court. Said Monday he is entering the U.S. Senate race. Of course, he joins Connor Lamb, John Fetterman, Mamet Oz and many others who are seeking that particular seat. And finally, why is that good news for me? Just out of curiosity. Well, the more the merrier. No, no. not really. I'm satisfied with Dr. Oz. Oh, you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the quack, as you call him. Well, you know, <laughs> medically speaking, yeah. But if you if you're a good Republican uh, and you're going to stand up for genuine conservative ideals, I wish that somebody would reignite our divine spark. And and we need our divine. And spark he says, right, uh, my divine spark has been uh, dull for two years. Someone now. splashed water all over yours. Right. Uh, finally, and this is good news, too, a fourth dose of COVID-19 vaccine is coming. In Israel, they've already been doing that, and now the CDC is expected to make a fourth booster shot available later this week, specifically for people with immune weakened immune systems. The U.S. has about 7 million people who are immunocompromised, and they say getting that particular vaccine could be helpful. And Pfizer says they're going to have a vaccine by summer that will specifically target the Omicron variant. That's kind of locking the door after the well, horse, barn door after the horse is out. At least they say they're working on it. Uh, I, I wonder what it, the difference is. You know, they say the vaccines you know, protect your life, keep you out of the hospital or the ventilator in every case, but uh, you know, what is it about Omicron? And that Omicron isn't as serious as the other variants, so... Right, you don't get as sick. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Ken's been super-duper patient. Thanks for waiting. You're on the mark. Good morning. Um, I think what we need to talk about is dystopia. Are we familiar with that term? Yeah. Why don't you enlighten us? Well, yeah, give us your version. I know what it is. <laughs> but I do too, but anyway. well, no, I'm, I'm reading the definition. An imagined world or society in which people lead wretched, dehumanized, fearful lives. Ooh, that's bad. I, I would not have pictured it quite that bad. Doesn't that seem apropos as to a lot of our rhetoric at the moment? Say say the definition again. Well, imaginary. You talk the operative word there is an imaginary. Well, skip the imaginary. How about a real world? And go ahead, Ken. <laughs> well, real his reality is based on conception. Um, an imagined world or society in which people lead wretched, dehumanized, fearful lives. And I think the key to that definition <laughs> is fearful lives. And uh, dehumanized also, think about it. Isn't, isn't, isn't that what people are trying to create for us, a dystopia? In what regard are they trying to create it? Define the, the well, creation. With the, with the um, vaccine, with transgender, with everything else, everyone wants to be dehumanized and make everyone fearful. I'm not well, sure I, I think it's safe to say that that's not true. Is coming from, correct? I think it's safe to say most people are not doing that. 
In your view, there may be some people doing that. There may be some people doing that, but I would not say most people are doing that. And aren't we at fault if we buy into it? Assuming you're right. Or fear it. Well, certainly that's the reason I'm pointing it out. (laughs) If you don't buy into it, then what happens? So what's the the treatment? um, I'm sorry? What's the treatment? Oh, I have no idea. That's way beyond my scope of definition, nor my skill Come on now. You're a Bucknell grad. You should be able to figure this out. What should we do? Uh... I, I couldn't tell you. I think the part about fearful lives, I, I think we should just go about our business. And things will run their course as they're supposed to. Well, you remember, as hard as we can, but we can't live in fear. We cannot live in fear. Well, Calvin going, Cole- back to the, <laughs> going back to the treatment, uh, and I, I know that people think that you should be treated for certain things, but I like your point, Joe. My, my children were athletes, and they broke their arms multiple times during sports. So they go in at the same time that someone got in a car crash with the exact same injury, just a broken arm. So because they chose to play sports, they don't get treated before the gentleman that was in the car crash. Yeah, we that don't, we don't do that. that. <laughs> yep, we don't do that. That's not a good good policy, in my opinion. We yeah. still have true triage at every gate. And I, I'm, a, I'm alarmed that Eric doesn't see the distinction there, that it's exactly the same premise. It's just applying it to different situations. Well, it, it is exactly the same. So my son gets a concussion because he's playing football, and another gentleman falls and hits his head accidentally and gets a concussion. So he gets first treatment because my son chose to play a sport. <laughs> he has to he wait. He knew he had the risk of getting a concussion. It's not right. It's not right. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, yeah, sir. We just have to keep Eric oh, wait, away from making I those one decisions. Last point. Okay. Um, your caller was wrong. There are drugs and things you can take to avoid alcoholism. And also drug addiction. So <laughs> he was totally That's true. wrong on that point. Totally right. wrong. Yep, no There's no there. idea what he's talking about. All right, we got you, sir. Thank you so much for. Thank you. Appreciate your call. All right, our dystopia call of the day. We appreciate that. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Joe, you got your work cut out for you. There's texts behind there too. And uh, one of our emailers says, "Should we use this same line of thinking when people get the flu and have not gotten the flu shot? What are hospitals for? To treat those who are sick and not to be choosing who they are treating. That's the absolute. That puts the whole thing right there, perfectly in a <laughs> yeah, nutshell. Yeah, the flu shot. I'd like to read that again." Oh, okay. Uh, Because I think it's worth considering. Well, you actually got rid of it so fast. There it is. Should we use this same line of thinking when people get the flu and have not gotten the flu shot? What are hospitals for? To treat those who are sick and not to be choosing who they treat. Hey, folks, want to comment on this. So one of our good callers pointed out uh, that uh, there was there's a video being circulated of individuals who are seeking monoclonal antibodies, but they were treating blacks and Hispanics only. If you were white, you got turned away, and so that wasn't right. And uh, there was another example. What was the other example? 
You well, don't Eric's, have to. Eric's example was using uh, the, if you got the flu or got the COVID and didn't get the COVID vaccine, we shouldn't treat you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad. Filled with the milk of human kindness, he I'm is. Glad he Dr. Is. Eric is not in today. Up, oh, I'm sorry, Mark. You brought on this cold yourself. You obviously haven't washed your hands sufficiently. And Dennis says Eric continues to come from the position that the unvaccinated are disease-ridden. <laughs> it is a false narrative perpetuated by Dr. Fauci and the administration. The Hippocratic Oath that all healthcare professionals take goes against treating people by a false judgment. An unconscious person coming into the ER is treated without any investigation into their past medical decisions. Not all people who haven't taken the vaccine are disease-ridden. There are thousands of diseases people walk around with that are contagious. Use your intelligence to decipher the facts. Right. Signed, Dennis Laskowski. And I do not listen to your show, <laughs> okay, but sadly every morning I have to be with an earshot for a few minutes. I just heard your ridiculous comparison of being an alcoholic versus getting vaccines. Someone who has had an alcohol who has had an alcoholic isn't hurting anyone but themselves. Someone who it says has one. Has right. an, I, know, I know. Someone who is an alcoholic isn't hurting anyone but themselves. Boy, that's not true. If you aren't vaccinated, you can't infect many others and maybe even kill them. I'm quite sure you know better. Here's hoping I get uh, deaf every morning for a few minutes. Well, I think uh, someone who is an alcoholic is hurting other people, the right. people around them and people in the other lane and, uh, you know, their family. All and you have to do have is to having grown it. up in a household with an alcoholic and you realize that it does hurt other people. Okay. Right. That's so. why they have groups like Al-Anon and support groups for families of alcoholics. To say that an alcoholic doesn't hurt anyone is one of the most absurd statements I've heard for quite a while. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Joe, these are new. All of are these. Are they? Okay. Yeah, I think so anyway. Well, All you right. tell me. You might remember. Uh, they, they, uh, this is new. Eric wants to deny medical treatment to COVID patients, but is okay with treating drug ODs, lung cancer patients that smoked. And Eric, 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 please, you need to learn to debate much better than you currently do. Okay. <laughs> and then Eric, Jeez. Eric, Eric. Okay, that's a <laughs> Good thing, Eric Calder, we have no texts. <laughs> right. Eric, the vax prevents nothing. Stop lying to people. Eric, you are a hypocrite. All right. And uh, I wouldn't say he's one. a hypocrite, but I, uh, you know, I don't think that word applies. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Call us immediately if you wish to weigh in on this particular topic. Maybe there's a local issue you wish to discuss. We'd but love we to We want to talk about the Manhattan DA. Here. Oh, yeah, we the Manhattan DA. Uh, this Alvin Bragg, Bragg is right. interested in, well, he's, I, I guess it's happened. He took office and asked his staff to no longer prosecute, uh, prosecute certain, certain crimes, crimes like uh, low-level trespassing. Prostitution, mis um, misdemeanor marijuana offenses. Resisting arrest, you forgot that one. Right, resisting arrest, well, but see, that's one of the caveats. It's resisting arrest if the arrest stems from one of these minor things they're not going to prosecute. You know, so sometimes if, if they so find So in other you, words, if I just resist arrest because I don't want to go to jail, that's No, if you're okay. resisting arrest and it coincides with a felony of any kind, then you're still on the hook for that. But resisting arrest itself should be a felony. 
In other words, if a policeman has a legitimate well, arrest and you fight them, you should be charged. Well, his view is that the resisting arrest is a natural pushback from people because they're okay. being mishandled or unfairly so words, treated or unjustly treated, or that a lot of these cases end up with officers uh, using excessive so force. So now, all right, so now I get a, a cop stops me and and he has just cause to arrest me. It's not a felony, but he has just cause right, to arrest for me. Right, for marijuana, he sees you smoking a joint. I decide to, decide <laughs> to try and beat him up. So, you know, he's not supposed to shoot me. If he's you're now, smoking he's not a joint me. and you resist, resisting arrest and marijuana infractions won't stem from that. And, of course, jumping the turnstile in New York now is oh, no longer a, a crime. And, you know, so people will beat the turnpike right. or beat the subway system out of billions of dollars <laughs> because there's no there's no penalty anymore. Well, but you, they're paying other ways. I mean, they pay in the criminal justice system. You know, do you wish, in order to get well, your $3 from this individual, do you wish to send him into the criminal justice system? One guy paid the ultimate price. He jumped the turnstile and fell and broke his neck and was killed. That was oh. about a week or two ago in New York City. Well, the, you don't get the death penalty for jumping the turnstile, typically. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Alvin Bragg on at the microphone when we return. Well, not literally. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Upper right-hand corner, Joe. Right. Doug contributes something. He says, I actually agree with Eric about one thing, what? and that is that this administration has put all its effort into getting people vaccinated. That's all they're putting effort in. In fact... Uh, it's a fact that there has been treatment for COVID all along, but the CDC and government refuse to acknowledge these treatments, along with not acknowledging that taking vitamins, D and C, exercise, eating better, etc., all can help prevent COVID, and that if you do get it, you may not or you may get over it quicker. The reason they won't acknowledge any of this is because they want to keep the vaccine under the emergency use authorization, because as long as it's under the EUA, they won't be held liable for any vaccine injuries that occur. Eric still seems to believe that the only way to deal with COVID is for every single person to get the jab, even though it doesn't prevent you from getting or spreading the virus. We've been lied to from the beginning of this pandemic, or scamdemic, I'm sorry, so how can you blame so many people? for being skeptical of everything they're told. 
I like that. Scamdemic. I never heard of that. Well, and I think there has been some acknowledgement from the medical community. I don't know about the CDC, but I know the doctors we've interviewed uh, have said if you are in good physical condition to start with, you're healthy. You're not obese. You don't have underlying medical issues, whether you brought them on or somebody else, you know, or whether, you know, a disease. Well, you brought them on. You're not going to get treated. Well, <laughs> in Erictopia. <laughs> but uh, actually, it's Eric Dystopia. Eric Dystopia, right. <laughs> but anyway. But uh, the, I think our, the physicians we've interviewed have all said that if you are in good shape, you exercise, you eat right, your vitamin C you know, consumption is right at the max, um, that you do not get as sick. And we also know that uh, some, I mean, some people who have been perfectly well have gotten pretty sick, but we do know that people who are obese or had compromised lungs to start with from smoking or some other purpose have struggled the most. Right, or asthma, not necessarily smoking. And obesity asthma. seems to be a significant indicator of more disease. All right, uh, so thank you, Doug, for that. Very much appreciated. Good points all. Uh, Joe, uh, all right, text. Then we're going back to the discussion but that we started. Don't read the top one. That's about our next time. Right, all right. The fool evidently has never been around an alcoholic. Ask the victims of drunk drivers. Uh, the answer to prevent a dystopia is to put the truth out. Let people decide. Stop censoring people as the ministry of truth known as the mainstream media does. And wow, a vac so good you'll need a fourth dose less than one and one half years in. Yay, everybody should be ecstatic. Not. Not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we I'd got have to, to think a little bit about taking a fourth fourth shot, wouldn't you? Mm, I don't know. I'm eager for it. I want it. Anything that will help me uh, fight this off because I have some of the underlying medical conditions. <laughs> oh, did you bring them on yourself? Uh, <laughs> you ain't going to get treated. I did. I ate too many cheeseburgers and now my obesity is above the scale of... What's uh, your body mass body mass index? 131, I think. Sometime. 131? Oh, my God. I you are so. bad I'm shit. chubby. <laughs> yeah, you can't see my lo my belly. It sticks. It touches the counter. I thank God for so, small favors. Right. So, yeah, you don't want to see that. But in any event, uh, but that's one of the underlying factors. Plus, I'm, I mean, I'm reasonably good shape. I hunt and fish and, you know, hike and walk and bike and so yeah, on. You're very active around the house. Right. You do work. <laughs> right. so. 20 bushels of leaves this past couple of weeks. But anyway, um, uh, I don't want to get it. So, you know, if, if they say this will help you get better faster, I'd, I'd consider it anyway. It depends on what my lovely bride tells me to do. Well, what would you do before that? Let's say let's say you're um, exercising caution. You wear a mask when you go out. You maintain social distancing to the extent possible. Mm -hmm. If you go into a place and it's absolutely crowded beyond your level of comfort, will you walk out? Yes. Yeah, I, I will. Yeah, know, I don't I'm, go places that are packed anymore. I'm, I, I haven't either. been in a packed room. The most I've been in a room where there have been a lot of people is at uh, a Christmas party where there were a ton of people and I wore my mask and kept my distance and when it was time for the group photo I stayed in the front <laughs> off to the side and uh, made sure I wasn't too close to people and then I went home and got the worst cold of my whole life. Well so, so your your efforts to avoid getting sick any did not Well work. no I think I got the cold elsewhere. I, I can trace it back to Sunday where one of the good people that I saw at church was uh, had a cold.
Aha. <laughs> or Omicron <laughs> variant, which gives you a bad cold. All right, so this district attorney up in uh, Manhattan. Manhattan wishes to do a couple of things. One, he wants to invest in more diversion and alternatives to incarceration. That's one of his key principles, avoid incarceration, reduce pretrial incarceration, in other words, uh, to allow bond for individuals or not to, to demand. Or to put criminals back on the street immediately so that they can continue their criminal careers. Well, not for ser- very serious cases, for but cases. for low-level crimes. Look, when, when Bratton was the police commissioner in New York, he and the mayor at that time, and I forgot, I think it was Rudy Giuliani, started the policy, the broken window policy, of saying we're going to prosecute small crimes because okay. the more small crimes we prosecute, the more criminal Criminals are okay, going to get the idea the, that it's not going to fly here in our city. But the prisons are packed and over full, and it's a downhill slide for individuals who get incarcerated. You still think the broken window is is the way to crack heads well, and put blacks in that, jail? Let me ask you that not blacks or anybody, anybody who can break a window, anybody can be a criminal. Okay. doesn't mean they're black okay. or green or white or yellow. Go ahead. They are criminals, and to the extent that criminals commit crimes that the violate the societal norms, right. well, we put we them in jail. If we argue the principles, we'll never get to the actions. Uh, his, <laughs> his goal is more diversion from prison and more alternatives to incarceration, reduce pretrial What's incarceration. What's an alternative to incarceration? Focus on accountability, not sentence length for individuals, and limit youth in adult court. Now, to do this, his office, he says, will not prosecute the following charges unless they're part of another felony. In other words, if you get caught robbing a bank and you have misdemeanor or you have marijuana with you, you'll face a marijuana charge. (laughs) But if for some reason you are caught with just marijuana and you would face a misdemeanor arrest, they will not prosecute it. They will not prosecute fair jumpers, provided that you've done no other crime. They will not prosecute trespassing, providing that it doesn't go with any other crime. Now, burgling a home theft where you go into a house and steal things or stalking is are all crimes that are still going to be punishable but simple trespass I'm not I'm not quite sure what that trespass. entails you know where I go past uh, like if you have a fence around your yard not just like you have a standard yard with no fence but if you have a fence there that says no trespass and I go through the gate and go into your yard anyway that would be a simple trespass a misdemeanor trespass in New York so they wouldn't prosecute that you know what a trust is it's trespass. Tress. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> trespass. Okay, thank Passing you. Passing a truss around you, is not a good idea. Yeah, you caught me this a couple <laughs> times. It's part of a bridge. Right. All right. It's also something that works with hernias. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know this to be true. I do. Okay. Anyway, driving without a license is uh, one of the but offenses. But you're missing things like prostitution and resisting well, I'm getting, arrest. I'm it's a list, okay. Joe. You can't say you're stuck at the top. You're not reading the bottom. You keep interrupting me anyway. Minor traffic infractions that aren't part of any other crime. Resisting arrest for minor offenses. Two goals there. Right, One. Stop, stop for a second. Resisting arrest for minor offenses. So, in other words, if I do something minor. If you're caught and with I, marijuana and you wrestle uh, with the officer, you don't get charged with stop either. Stop what you're saying. You've got two two things right there. You've got the original thing that the police stopped you for. The marijuana. And now you're resisting arrest. Right. That's two. Neither are going to be prosecuted. You, both should be prosecuted. Well, because the resisting arrest 
which came from one of these minor infractions that you shouldn't be prosecuted for, in his view. In his view. Okay. Prostitution. Of course, we've argued about this long and hard, and this is a fact that, uh, you know, it's a victimless crime that should not should be legal. Sort of like alcoholism, the, right? Well, I, I don't think alcoholism should be illegal. If you have a problem with prostitution, it's not the state's job to fix you. If you wish to fix yourself, so be it. Or if you are a prostitute, if you wish to sell yourself and, you know, go through testing or whatever else you do to try to be clean, um, that's, you know, that's... Where, where that's are the provisions there that require them to be clean or to well, do it, all it the other It doesn't th- exist in New York. I mean, that would have to be added on later. Um, yeah, well, this And this is, he's legislating from the DA's office, which is not the proper way, no, he's, he as you pointed out. He was flying in the face of legislation that's already been right. enacted. Now, he, and, and the last thing is they won't prosecute for obscenity. Of course, this started in the 1970s when they cleaned up 42nd Street, but they still say some policies are still being enforced and people being charged with obscenity, so you won't be charged with that. The outdated offense of obscenity and adultery, you can still be arrested for fooling around on your spouse. Oh, really? Yes. But, but we're, we're, gonna, we're, we're going to prosecute for that, but well, not for prostitution. No, you won't be. That's, adultery is now not going to be prosecuted so in So suppose a married man goes out with a prostitute. Now that's adultery and obscenity and, well, who, or and prostitution. Neither would be committed. Who's going to be who's going to be prosecuted? The prostitute or the John who, who makes use of neither, the prostitute? Neither, neither, neither. All right. So then he's not prosecuting for that either. So, it, in other words, he's in effect legalized prostitution in New York City, mm, in Manhattan. As long as it's done to, between two consenting adults, for the most part, I guess you could say that. The well, books don't reflect that. The term that. prostitute implies that that, that er, there's consent consent there. But what about sex trafficking? How are oh, they that's, going to? No, that's a huge federal felony that would still be prosecuted. But how will they? If they don't arrest the prostitute, if they don't talk to the prostitute, if they don't prosecute the prostitute, how are they going to know the circumstances under which he or she became a prostitute? Well, they're still going to have to investigate sex trafficking in well, whatever... What's the, what's the point if hey, there's no penalty? Here you go. This is one of his arguments. I'm, I'm not agreeing with this. I don't think this would work. One of the arguments is that this will free up police, detectives, and prosecuting <laughs> investigators to tra- find traffickers. You know, don't worry about the, the man or the woman that sells sex for or $50, whatever the price is, I don't know, but uh, go for whomever sex trafficked somebody. What incentive would the police have to stop someone for prostitution who might be able to give them information regarding sex trafficking if they're not going to be prosecuted or if they don't have some reasonable expectation that they will face a penalty for the crime they've committed? Well, that's a pretty narrow example. I I don't know the answer to that, but I I could tell you that... even now, with an individual arrested for prostitution, you're assuming they're going to say, hey, guess what? I'm being sex trafficked. And I think you're assuming something that isn't going to happen. I don't think that they would do that. I don't think they would say, oh, by the way, you're arresting me for prostitution. I'm part of a sex trafficking ring of uh, people who've been brought into New York City to participate in this. I don't think a, a man or a woman would confess that if busted for prostitution. I think they'd post their bail, pay their fine, and get out and get back on the street. Well, unless they're John... Uh, Posted it for them. Oh you know? well, that's being a John is still illegal. If you okay. are, um, <laughs> what sense does that make? Person, the person who actually commits the crime, the prostitution, yeah, for the we're prostitute not prosecute or the person them. patronizing a person for prostitution wouldn't be prosecuted. This does not include any felonies or 
coercive practices regularly performed by those who traffic in the sex trade or related crimes such as money laundering. So being somebody's pimp would be a related felony, right. and well, that let, would be... Let's go back to the beginning. Still what illegal. are the alternatives to incarceration? We don't incarcerate you. That's the well, only alternative, right? So you don't know of any alternatives to well, incarceration? Well, I'm asking you, what, Drug are, courts, what are they? Um, MHMR, or MH, Mental Health Court, Veterans Court comes to mind. These are individuals who are entered in the criminal justice system locally and highly successful right. drug no courts around here. No argument about around those. Here. But so what do we do then? Do we have a prostitution court? Well, I think you could come up with them. But first of all, they're not going to be prosecuted, so they're not going to show a up in any court. resisting arrest court? They're not going to be in any court. They won't show up in a court because you can't right, because be Because we're not going to arrest them. Right. So if you don't prosecute what is the somebody, alternative to incarceration these people will face? We don't even charge them. We don't arrest them. There is no crime. Are you really asking that? I'm just, I am definitely asking that. You're asking, <laughs> how are we going to jail all these people we're not arresting? Think about your question. Uh, you said, no, 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 alternative no, no. to incarceration. Why is there a need for an alternative <laughs> to incarceration if we are not going to incarcerate? All right. Joe wants that, to know. That in and of itself is the alternative. How are we going to deal with the influx of people we're not arresting? If anybody can answer Joe's question, <laughs> call us now. 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about Alvin Bragg in Manhattan. Uh, there is tons of pushback from police unions and teachers unions and other folks. And there is support for him from other groups and individuals. And the mayor has not yet yes, come out the for or against it. Yes, the prostitutes, the muggers, <laughs> the breakers. <laughs> The Manhattan Association of Prostitutes, him. or <laughs> MAP. All right, 1-800-795-9565. What's your view on this, uh, folks? Is there any hope for our criminal justice system? Is there any reform or change that we can withstand in your view? 1-800-795-9565. All right, we've got a text on this topic right there. A text. Uh, let's see. The New York DA is a Soros DA, and their goal is anarchy and the destruction of the United States of America. George Soros did contribute to this Phillips yes, campaign, did. so mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, kind of a talked-about thing. Uh, Chris, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in. Go right ahead. Yeah, uh, I must have missed something uh, Eric said, because I heard him say about three times the complaining about the uh, hypocrisy or that they, they shouldn't be complaining uh, about uh, the, their treatment because they they got didn't get vaccinated but I never really heard him say they shouldn't be treated so I must uh, I think he, he said he, he said he said don't come crying to me in effect don't come crying to me that doesn't mean <laughs> he's, they're not getting treated or that he thinks they shouldn't get treated he just he, says they shouldn't be crying about it. Well, actually, when I when I threw that at him, he did not uh, say, no, that's not what I meant. Well, so you threw it at him, and he didn't respond, so we're, saying, well, we're we, assuming that's what he meant. Well, I threw it about five, okay. different, threw it five different times in five different ways and got the yeah. same non-response. Yeah, and I, th I think he kept repeating they shouldn't be crying about it, though. That's all he really said, I thought. Right. But that's I, true. Very wrong. true. And I agree with him on that to a certain extent, but no, certainly people should be get tre treated based on how sick they are. And uh, I did check uh, the, the 
USA Today fact-checked on the Texas uh, policy, and they say the claim that they sh- that it's any race-based stuff going on is false. Was this so, was this just in Texas? I don't think our caller specified where. They specified Texas, and then they mentioned New York. I didn't look up the New York one yet. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, and it is true that black people seem more susceptible to this, so maybe a lower degree, a higher degree of treatment for them is indicated to some extent, medically speaking. I don't think I'd argue I that. Will, with, I wouldn't that argue on. that with I'll you. Add that on. I yeah. wouldn't argue that with you, but Chris, what they're saying is that they are giving them preference for the medication without respect to how seriously yeah, ill they are. Yeah, that's what the. That's what the, what the, the both the Texas Health Agency and USA Today says it's false. Okay, well, fair enough. If it's false, I'm glad to hear it. What did the uh, president say about race? I mean, he's talked about making sure that Hispanic and black populations or other minority populations uh, get, you know, higher priority. And uh, I I did want to disagree about uh, your 30% blame on uh, Trump for the January 6th thing. I think it's way closer to 90%. Yeah, but that's what we were pointing out. That depends on your perspective. We settled on 30s just so we could move on. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 30 seems uh, seems a tad low since the whole complaint about the... being rigged is based on uh, trash arguments that get thrown out in court all the time. Well, I think the key is that he may have instigated them. You know, I can tell you, say, Chris, go out and rob a bank and encourage you to do so and talk about the money you'll have afterward. But when you go and do it, then that's your fault. Well, the uh, president... Don't come crying to us. You know, ...to fight like hell and whatnot. <laughs> right. No, but it's right. That's also, why he is culpable. But people... The, the, and the, he organized the whole, uh, the whole demonstration that seems to have been organized through the White House, and it was part of their... Uh, uh, Green Bay sweep plan. Right. But no argument there, but the point is that the president is certainly an instigator, and there's no argument. And then he nobody, didn't do anything. Nobody will argue that. But if you and I go up to the Capitol and use a police first of all, we attack a police officer, seriously injure him, spray bear spray in their face, hit him with a fire extinguisher and a flagpole, and then use the police officer's shield to go through a, a window, we have crossed the line. That's us. We know that's wrong. So that's on us, not on the president. Well, well, exactly, except that I don't know if it's not on the president because we don't know those details yet. All right, what percentage would certainly you give him? Of, certainly some of the president's closest uh, advisors were in touch with the, with the Proud Boys and the... Oath Keepers uh, and the, the 3%. percent. That yeah. was mainly in... But what part involved what, in it? So what, we what, don't know those details yet. Chris, in all fairness, I, I can't argue with what you're saying. But on the other hand, I know what's right and I know what's wrong. I know when I'm breaking the law and when I'm not breaking the law. <laughs> and so my responsibility is to act like a responsible citizen, regardless of whether oh, the guy frothing at the mouth because the president did it. Huh? Right. So what what percentage I'm would you give innocent, him? But I'm saying that the president was trying to make that happen. 
All right, but but still, I mean, I could try and make you, uh, I could stand here and argue with you all day long, and if you don't agree with me, you're not going to change your mind. What percentage is the president culpable? Well, if you look at the the, the whole organization of uh, how, how it came to be, it's starting to look more that way all the time. But we'll see when uh, some uh, we see people testify. Well, now, I if do you think live in a dystopian society that uh, embraces President Trump, then things are going just swimmingly. <laughs> right. Uh, that's what the that's what the president was thinking when he was watching it. Apparently. Well, there's no argument for me that he waited too long to act. Right. Well, how much? That's why I assign blame to him because he could have done something about it sooner. How much glee can one man take? I mean, he had to do something eventually. <laughs> So well, he, uh, he resisted quite a while. Yeah, he did. <laughs> three, three hours, hours or something. Yeah, yeah, three hours. He resisted for three hours. And, and he was the one who said he was going to protect all federal buildings, too. Right, row, <laughs> except for the Capitol itself. Yeah, but except you, for the Capitol itself, when they're trying to kick him out of office. But uh, other, <laughs> that, otherwise, that's an exception. Otherwise, he also uh, one of his uh, men said they wanted National Guard there to protect the protesters. All right, so he's the worst president in the world. Let's just stipulate. Let's move on. And your major point is well, what I, okay. Well, what I'd really like to talk about sometime is the condition of the Republican Party that has accepted all these falsehoods as truth, or at least seventy percent of them have. And I, I don't know, I don't know how you can really support what the Republican Party has been doing in terms of trying to uh, put the voting system under control of very partisan people. Well, I don't, I don't think, think they care. I don't see how that's going to increase trust in election results when you you have uh, you, you Chris. make things partisan. Chris, it's not about trust. It's about power, okay? They're not going to have well, more trust well, let's, or more, let's be honest about or more this. better elections. They're going to have more power. The Democrats are the ones who are trying to open this up. I think we should just go back to the way it was before the pandemic. Let's vote that way. Let's vote one time that way again, and let's see what problems, if we identify any problems, <laughs> right. what those problems are. We can eliminate We're trying a lot to of voters that way, so let's do it. So, in other words, the way we always voted up until 2020, that was wrong. All right. Chris, we'll get the last. I don't. I don't. Uh, uh, wrong isn't 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 the right description at all. Chris, we'll give you the last word. It Go could right be ahead. improved. It could be improved, and the election showed how it could be improved. But but what it can't be done is put in the hands of partisan people to decide. And if Republicans uh, who oversee the election say that oh, it was a good and fair election, and they're Republican. They get replaced. Well, what if partisan Democrat? What if partisan Democrats wind up in control? All right, we got to get going. I don't like that either. Okay, fair and enough. That's why those those people those those positions should be uh, people who are uh, honest and trustworthy and not part partisan interests. Well, how do we find uh, those, Chris? Where where do they exist? 
All right, we got to go. Whether they exist, well, take <laughs> Michigan. Enough. Stop. No, okay. you take Michigan. We got to go. Thank you so much, okay. sir. Super questions. We'll there. talk about it someday, but uh, not, not today. It, it, that is a major important issue in the country. Right, but uh, we don't talk about it here because that's a real issue. Yeah, we, we only argue then, about then Joe you Biden. You might get uh, upset your. Uh, the, the people who are crying about the election. There is yeah. no room for fascism in this discussion. And those people who don't want to treat folks who oh, come on got now. sick on their own. Nobody's doing that. <laughs> All right. Well, we have time for one more speedy dialer. 1-800-795-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. we got one more caller to go. Cindy, you are now on the radio. Good morning, gentlemen. Boy, I'm really troubled by this concept that unless you comply with the health care I dictate you should have, then I will see to it that you're denied care in all forms. That's very troubling to me. <laughs> Let me give you a few examples. So maybe 15 years ago, maybe more than that now, they developed a vaccine <clears throat> that's supposed to help prevent certain uh, sexually transmitted diseases that can go on to be cancerous. So if you did not get those vaccines, should you be denied care for cancer? Should you be so unfortunate as to develop it down the road? Well, you can extend this to absolutely every disease that people have that has anything at all to do with human behavior, right. you know, even, if even you get getting a cold. In national forest, well, should we just say, well, you were the one that walked out there, <laughs> right. so we're not going to come looking for you because... That right. was your foolish, reckless behavior that brought that on, right? Right. Yeah. Or if you're out in the river and your boat capsizes. Too well, bad. Tough. <laughs> you're the boater. <laughs> right. Tough to be you. Or what about, what about you know, they've come up with a cure for a form of hepatitis. The cure costs $100,000. So if you, and sometimes that form of hepatitis can become liver cancer. So let me get this straight. If I don't agree to spend $100,000 to take that medication in the hopes that it will cure me so that I don't go on to perhaps develop liver, liver cancer, and I'm so unfortunate as to develop liver cancer, then I'm on my own. Is that it? I can't be treated? Well, just, sure. You know, let me develop jaundice and die. Is that what we're saying? I mean, this just... Uh, this just blows my mind. And it has a, it, it can be extended to all sorts of things. For example, the fire department won't come to your burning home if you were smoking in bed. There you go. <laughs> well, what about people who smoke? You know, they've induced all potentially induced all kinds of illness. What about non-compliant diabetics? There are diabetics who don't follow the diet, don't correctly <laughs> medicate themselves. 
Should we just deny them care when they show up in insulin shock at the emergency room? Boy, you are They'll spoiling. They'll die pretty quickly. You know, there's not a lot of time to discuss whether or not they should be treated. Are we going to develop a policy? Hey, your reckless no. behavior brought you to this place. Well, and 90% of the illnesses that people have are brought on by their own behavior. Yeah. I no. wouldn't go that far, Mark. But I, still, still, <laughs> well, I think this policy is re- this suggestion is really poorly thought out. If I Thank stay you. inside, I would Agree never get Thanks, the common Cindy. cold. You know, think about that. You yeah. think of that as there's nothing you do to avoid it, but stay inside, do nothing but wash your hands, and wear an N95 mask 24/7. You get I the won't, fourth jab. I won't. Yeah, or a fifth. Or right, Joe's signing up for the sixth. I can Chris, see now that. we're talking about alcohol. This is WKOK Sunbury.